Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through my start sits at the running back position. So this is where I break down every single week 10 matchup and list every fantasy relevant running back as either a start or a sit. So do I trust them in my lineup? While you guys are watching this, if you're enjoying the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, ring the bell so you guys get notified every time I post a video. And then you guys can ask me any fantasy questions down below in the comment section, and I'll respond to every single person. But let's get into the Thursday night matchup where we have the Ravens traveling to Miami to take on the Dolphins. And on the graphic, I have all three Ravens running backs listed as sits, Devonta Freeman, Latavius Murray, and Le'Veon Bell. But I do want to say that Latavius Murray has missed the last few weeks. So if Latavius Murray is out again on Thursday, you know, it's a quick turnaround here, then I would feel comfortable starting Devonta Freeman. It's just when all three of them are together, there's just too much of a split. But when Latavius Murray is out, Devonta Freeman does see the RB1 carries. So that's kind of how that would shake out with injuries. On the other side, with the Dolphins, with Malcolm Brown on IR, Miles Gaskin is even a more confident start. You know, he was basically pretty terrible in terms of production in week nine, you know, in terms of like efficiency on yardage per carries. But the good thing was he was getting a lot of touches. So that is good to see for the future. Then on Sunday, we have a divisional game between the Bills and the Jets. The Bills went out and just put on a terrible performance in week nine against the Jaguars. These running backs did not play well. And I'm actually going to list both of them as sits. It's just so tough trying to navigate between Zach Moss or Devin Singletary. And I'm just not going to be doing it anymore. You know, unless one guy can kind of clearly establish himself. We don't even know who's the pass catching back. One week it's Moss, the next week it's Singletary, and they just rely so heavily on the pass game. I'm just not trying to buy into this committee. Even against the Jets, if they go up early, they still just may throw the ball 40 plus times a game. On the other side with the Jets, I'm going to roll with Michael Carter as a start. He continues to get more and more touches and has been fairly effective when he does get the ball. And then his backup, Ty Johnson, is going to be a sit. He's seen some receiving work and gets action every single game, but just not enough for me to rely on him. Then we have the Buccaneers taking on the Washington football team. And for the Bucs, I'm going to be starting Leonard Fournette. He had a down game against the Saints, but the Saints have a great run defense. And I do think the Bucs are going to be up early this game. They're going to run the ball at the end, and that is going to benefit Leonard Fournette. On the other side with the Washington football team, this one was honestly a tough call because this backfield really is all over the place. You know, you would think Antonio Gibson would be a locked-in start. I really don't think that is the case anymore because it all depends on his health. He has been playing through this stress fracture, but in doing so, he hasn't played well, and they also have been limiting his touches. So we actually saw Gibson, McKissick, and Jarrett Patterson all have 11 touches in week eight. They did a week nine bye. So I would expect coming off of the bye, Gibson probably is a little bit healthier, and he is going to be a start, but it's definitely more of a fringe one, and I wouldn't love him in my lineup. And then I'm going to be sitting J.D. McKissick. If Antonio Gibson really hasn't progressed that much, then I do think McKissick could be a borderline start. Next matchup is between the Falcons and the Cowboys. And for the Falcons, I'm kind of just going to go all in on this. Cordero Patterson as a start and Mike Davis as a sit. It seems like all season, Mike Davis has been flip-flopping as a start or a sit. You know, he was productive at the beginning of the season, just had no ceiling. Then he had a game where he did nothing, and then he kind of jumped back up, and then he did nothing again. Right now, I'm just not seeing any upside out of Mike Davis, so he is going to be a sit 
unless something drastically changes. And then for the Cowboys, this one's pretty clear. Zeke is in your starting lineup and Pollard is on the bench. Saints-Titans is up next. And for the Saints, this one's very obvious. Alvin Kamara's a start. Mark Ingram is a sit. Even though he's getting touches, it's just not going to be enough unless he somehow gets into the end zone. On the other side, that's where the interesting part kind of comes in here with the Titans. You've got AP, you've got Jeremy McNichols, and then you have Foreman. All three of those running backs were involved on Sunday night. And right now, I'm just not willing to take a stand on one of these players. This may be a full-on committee moving forward, or one player may begin to separate themselves, but I didn't see enough out of any of these guys to want them in my lineup. Let's move on to the Jaguars taking on the Colts. And for the Jaguars, if James Robinson is healthy and ready to go, he is a start. If he's not healthy and he is out, then I'd be starting Carlos Hyde. For the Colts, I'm starting Jonathan Taylor. That is a no-brainer. The man has been a monster the last like six weeks of the season. And I'm going to be sitting Naheem Hines. I know he's coming off of a great performance, but this is what Naheem Hines does. He'll go out, put together a monster game. Then the next week or maybe two weeks, he does nothing. So you have him on your bench for the big game, and then you start him when he does nothing. That's just kind of what he does. So I'm just going to be avoiding it. Next game is between the Lions and the Steelers. And I feel like this matchup is pretty set in stone. DeAndre Swift is in your starting lineup. Jamal Williams is on the bench. And then on the other side, Najee Harris is 100% a start. Then we have the Browns taking on the Patriots. For the Browns, Nick Chubb in your lineup, of course. And then I'm going to be sitting Dearness Johnson. I did think he had some potential as the RB2 on this team. You know, not getting the Kareem Hunt workload, but getting a little bit of involvement in the passing game really just hasn't happened. They've given almost every touch to Nick Chubb. I did have to desperately start Dearness Johnson in a 20-team league. Definitely did not pay off, but that's what happens when you have Kareem Hunt and CEH injured. So he is going to be a sit. For the Patriots, this is turning into a very, very crowded backfield. I'm still going to be listing Damian Harris as a start, but it continues to kind of be fishy here. We have Brandon Bolden getting some receiving work, also getting some work on the ground. And then the last few weeks, we've seen Ramondre Stevenson and JJ Taylor getting work. And when they've gotten work, they've honestly been pretty solid. But Ramondre Stevenson went out, had a really nice game, was far more efficient than Damian Harris. Honestly, so was Brandon Bolden. But Damian Harris had like 15 carries for 30 yards, was not good. I do think you can still trust him in your lineups, but definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward. This next matchup is just clear cut. Vikings, Chargers, Dalvin Cook's a start. Austin Eckler is a start. Really no shocks there. And then honestly, the same thing in this Panthers-Cardinals matchup. C-Mac is back and he is my number one running back rest of season. And then for the Cardinals, James Conner has been this guy who's just been very, very touchdown dependent, and he's been a start, you know, at least the last like five plus weeks, but he doesn't have that receiving upside. Then we see Chase Edmonds go down. It looks like it's a high ankle sprain, which is probably in like the four to six week range. And honestly, James Conner is probably a fringe top 12 running back every single week going forward. And the Cardinals are kind of the perfect example for the argument that you should not be paying running backs because look what they've gotten out of Chase Edmonds and James Conner. You have Edmonds as the receiving guy. Conner's getting the goal line work and the work on the ground. Then Edmonds goes down and Conner, who comes in on a one-year deal, just steps into that role and dominates the entire game. Three touchdowns, easily got over 100 yards from scrimmage. So James Conner getting both of those roles is going to be a top-tier fantasy asset for as long as Chase Edmonds is out. But let's shift over to some more crowded backfields 
in the Eagles-Broncos game. For the Eagles, somehow it looks like Jordan Howard is going to be the number one while Miles Sanders is out. It doesn't make sense. He's on the practice squad the whole season. You've got Kenneth Gainwell as the number two behind Sanders, and then Boston Scott as the number three. Miles Sanders goes down. So what should happen? Oh, it's Jordan Howard, the practice squad guy, getting the majority of the touches. That's how it's gone down. So Howard's going to be a start, and then both Scott and Gainwell are going to be sits. And then for the Broncos, we saw Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams put together some really solid performances against the Cowboys. It was a great game script for both of them because they were up early and had a huge lead. So they were just kind of running down the clock. I did end up going with Melvin Gordon as a start and Javante Williams as a sit, just because Melvin Gordon has been able to find the end zone much more than Javante Williams. And if they're splitting touches, I want the guy who's going to be getting into the end zone. Javante Williams did have some opportunities. I know he had at least two goal line carries, just couldn't capitalize. It happens, but until he can start to get into the end zone consistently, I'm going to continue rolling with Melvin Gordon or neither of them. Then we've got the Seahawks taking on the Packers, and it does look like Russell Wilson is going to be back in this game. Not sure about Chris Carson. That injury just seems very weird. It's a neck injury, which is definitely something you don't want to mess with. So he could be back, maybe not. I am just going to be sitting Alex Collins. If Carson is out, he's definitely going to be the number one, but they still like to use a ton of guys. You're going to see Travis Homer. You're going to see DJ Dallas. And with Russ back, I think they're going to try to just throw the ball a ton. The run game has been fairly inefficient with them, so I don't really want to be relying on an RB committee on a pass-heavy attack. For the Packers, this one's a no-brainer for me at least. Aaron Jones is a start, and A.J. Dillon is a sit. Then for Sunday Night Football, we have a divisional game between the Chiefs and the Raiders. I'm going to be starting at Daryl Williams, assuming that CEH is out. I do think he will miss Week 10. Maybe we're looking at week 11, week 12 for a return, but Daryl Williams is still the guy there. You do have Jarek McKinnon and Derek Gore getting some reps, but Williams is definitely still getting the vast majority of the touches. And then on the other side with the Raiders, Josh Jacobs is going to be a start for me. Kenyon Drake is a sit. I could see an argument for him being a start because of his involvement in the receiving game, but this is kind of something I've talked about in a lot of these videos. I don't love starting these receiving backs because one week they go out, they're super involved. Then the next week, they're just not even in the game plan and they just totally put up nothing in your lineup. If this is something he can do a few weeks in a row, then I will definitely consider moving him to a start because it is possible you'd lose Henry Ruggs. You know, they are bringing in Deshaun Jackson, but it does just open up some targets potentially for Kenyon Drake. So let's see what he does here in week 10. But let's move on to the final game of the week. Rams taking on the 49ers on Monday Night Football. And for the Rams, Daryl Henderson is a locked-in start. Sony Michelle is seeing a little bit more work week by week, but still not even close to enough to consider starting him. And then for the 49ers, Elijah Mitchell has been the workhorse there. We even saw in a game where they were down on the game script against the Cardinals, they even used him as the receiving back, which is something they hadn't been doing in previous games. So that is great news for Elijah Mitchell owners. And I think you can feel confident starting him here against the Rams. But that is going to wrap it up for my week 10 start sits. If you guys enjoyed the content, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, go check out my wide receiver start sits, which will be posted a few hours after this video. Thank you guys again for stopping by and I'll see you next time.